go back. Okay. Do what? Yes, go ahead. You can bring it in anytime you want, or if you want specific prayer and anointing, you can come while they're in there. They're in there before service every Sunday morning, praying for the service, praying for the church. Uh, you feel free to come in anytime you want somebody to anoint you or pray for you, or you just want to talk to somebody. I go in every Sunday, and, and I take time to pray before we have service. It's just something that God has always put on my heart to get on my face and to pray, uh, because I take what, what I'm doing here serious. I, I love you guys. And I want God to pour out his spirit on you. You know, whether you know it or not, John almost preached my sermon today with the things that he said is what God is doing. You know, last week we talked about when Jesus showed up in the, in the room with the disciples, it said he breathed into them. Amen. He didn't breathe on them. He breathed into them the Holy Ghost. And, and you know, that's what's happening today, church. And when the people who are really serious and, and getting involved in it, things are happening. And we're getting ready to have this gathering. And I really believe if we get enough people up there who really believe that God's going to have a mighty movie, that we're going to see people come up there and get saved. We're going to see come, people come up there and get healed. We're going to see great things happen if we show up. And so I want to challenge you all. It's going to start, they're going to start putting it up the ninth. They're going to start putting up the tent and everything. And then they're going to oh, they're going to start the, the, the gathering. We're calling it a gathering. It's going to start the 12th. We got all kind of different denominations that are going to be there incorporated together. We're going to have praise teams that are going to be uh, doing praise together as different churches. And we're just going to mind the Lord. And so if you got some time off during the week, you want to go up and help them set up from, from the 9th to the 12th. It's a big tent, I guess. They're going to set it up, and it's right behind the, the Walmart. If you look at Walmart and you look up, there's a big flat that's right above the, 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 the roof of Walmart. That's where that thing's going to be setting. It's just the next left as you pass Walmart. Instead of turning into Walmart, if you go one more, one more driveway, that's where it's going to be set at. And so we're excited. We've been praying literally for about a year, a year and a half over this event. That's how long it's took us, and we've been praying earnestly and when I met this guy I wasn't too sure about him and so you know I I just don't believe anybody all the time you know I let God lead me and I challenge people you know they tell me who they are and, and what they believe then I want to see it I, I want to know that you, you that you love the Lord and I want to be involved with what God's doing I don't want to be involved with what man's doing and I think that's the problem today is some of the churches today is about man it's not about God and we hinder the spirit we, we, we want to do it. We don't want God to do it because we're afraid of, of the moving of the Spirit. And I thank God for this church when I came down here. Uh, man, what a freedom I have in the Spirit to worship. Uh, I really miss the praise, praise team. I love worship. 
But I worship's all right, but it's not the same as having people that are gifted up here worshiping. And so uh, just write that on your calendars. Uh, if you have a chance, get up there, because I really believe, just like John does, we have anointed people in this church. And, and that's, that's a very important part. So, you know, we've been talking about this is a 50 great day celebration of Easter. And we talk about Jesus showing up because Jesus had to show up after the resurrection. You understand we are resurrection people, right? If it wasn't for the resurrection, we wouldn't be any other person than just a normal Joe. But because of the resurrection, we, have, we now can be born again. We can be resurrected to new life in Jesus' name. We have eternal life. And so, you know, we're in this time period where it was very, very important for Jesus to show himself to people. See, they had to see Jesus, they had to know it was Jesus, and that he was resurrected because they tried all kinds of lies to say that he wasn't resurrected, but we know that he was, and it's documented. And so this is the time period we're in, and I want to read to you just a little bit uh, a third uh, event where Jesus shows up, and this is in Luke 24, 13 through 35, that I'm going to read to you. And let's just pray the Holy Spirit moves. The hope of the resurrection. Now behold, two of them were traveling the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem, and they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem, and have you not known the things that have happened here, there, in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain woman of the our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And a certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as a woman had said. But him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And being at, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. 
And they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose up the very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. May the Lord add the blessing to the reading of the word today. You know, I love this story. I, I love the road to Emmaus story, uh, the, the journey we're on with Jesus. And you know, it's amazing to me on this journey that we're on. Do I got my PowerPoint up there now? There it is. You, you know, uh, this thing is messing with me. These two people, you notice they were disciples, right? But they weren't the disciples. Did you notice that? They weren't the disciples but they were disciples because it said they were disciples. Now, we talked about it as, as we talked about who was with Jesus. And he, and he had his inner circle, you know, the three, Peter, James, and John. They were the closest. Then they had the other 12. And then they had the outer circle, which who knows how many disciples were with them. I call you all disciples because I believe we are disciples as well. But they decided they were leaving. For whatever reason, they decided they were leaving. Have you ever been in a place in your life that you didn't recognize that Jesus was with you? That you just decided, I'm going to go ahead and leave and do my own thing? For whatever reason it was, they were leaving. And so I want you to think about it as we go through the scripture. Uh, now in Luke 9, 1 and 2, it says, And he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over the demons and to heal diseases, and to set them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform a healing. You know, church, it's like John was saying, we, we don't get to choose what we're supposed to do. Jesus gave them a mission. Amen? When we talked about Jesus showing up in a room uh, in a, with the disciples, he just, poof, supernatural, he was there. Amen. He showed up with these disciples walking down the road. He gave them a mission then, and he gives us a mission today. Yeah, we all got different gifts in the mission, but our mission is still all the same. We want to see people saved. We want to see miracles, signs, and wonders done. And I'm telling you, it'll happen. If we have faith to believe, if we got that uncle's like John was talking about in our spirit, we're going to see those things happen. But the people who are coming to receive the things have to believe as well. So we got to ask about these disciples. Where, did they give up? You know, as they talked to Jesus, as they traveled, did they give up? What was going on as they traveled down this road? As Jesus showed up, they didn't notice who Jesus was. Do you, do you think maybe Jesus could have still been scarred from the crosses? You think maybe his face could have been beat up a little bit or his body could have been beat up? Or did, did Jesus just... Make it to where they couldn't see him, where they couldn't understand who he was. He was just a person walking down the road. So Jesus shows up and begins to walk with them and question them. You know, when Jesus shows up, things begin to happen. How has he showed up in your life? What has he done for you lately? You know, if, if I had to start and tell people all that Jesus has done for me, It'd take forever. And every morning when I wake up, I give him praise what he's going to do that day. 
because he promises that he's going to use us and do great things with us when we walk with that anointing of the Holy Spirit within us. We can't help but share it with others that are out there. You know, people who've lost their hope, people who've lost their joy, people who've lost their desire. Let me tell you something, church. You've got to put a little bit into it, amen? You can't just expect a healing and not be willing to put something into it. You've got to be willing to do the things you need to do. You know, somebody says, well, I, I, need, I need to get better. I need to get healthier. I need to do this or I need to do that. And I've just been praying and praying and praying. Well, keep right on praying. You've got to put a little bit of action to the prayer. You've got to begin to do something for yourself. If you want to walk in the anointing of the Spirit physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, then you've got to work a little bit on it, amen? It's, it's got to be a part of us. One of the worst things I hate to do is take care of my body. That's terrible to say, isn't it? I like to eat. Amen? I like food. God put it on the earth. Why can't I eat anything I want? You know what I mean? But I understand, too, that I got to discipline myself. And that discipline's in everything we do. It's not just in eating. It's in reading our Bibles. It's in our fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're liking in spiritual uh, maturity and spiritual formation, more than likely you're not in with a group of people who are spiritually sound. Amen. <laughs> Getting quiet in here. Come on, somebody say amen. Because you see, church, when you really want to be anointed and walk in the anointing, you've got to walk with the people with that same attitude. If you want to be miserable, just start walking with miserable people. You want to be with somebody that's whining and crying and complaining all the time, they're going to bring you down right with them. Before long, you're going to have aches and pains and hurts and, you know, woe is me. I don't want to be like that. I want to be praising God. I want to be thanking the Lord for what he's done for me. Yeah, I got aches and pains, but I'm not letting the devil know that. Me and Kim got code words for our sickness and sores. She'll look at me and say, you know, and I go, yeah, I know. We're not speaking. I know what's going on. She knows what's going on, but we're not giving the devil it. You see what I'm saying? I am not outwardly speaking it. I'm having a battle right now with, with one part of my arm, but I'm not going to speak it out what's going on. And I refuse to let it slow me down and stop me. Oh, yeah, I could quit and give up, sit around boo-hoo and whine, but I'm not going to do that. God called me out to do something, and I'm doing it. And on the pipeline, we work hard, and I enjoy it. And I love being around people who don't know Jesus, amen? I love the, those subtle moments where they give me an end to tell them a little bit about Jesus and what Jesus has done for me. Because that's when people begin to think. You know, you might not ever see anything, but those seeds are planted. They were, they were on this road, they were on this journey, and Jesus shows up to them. I want to tell you something, church. We are resurrection people. I want to read this scripture to you because this is a very important scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, 12 through, 12 through 21, it says, Now if Christ has preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if, I, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and our faith is empty. Yes, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom we he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. 
For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sin. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all people the most profitable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man cameth death, by man also cameth the resurrection of the dead. Amen? That means amen. That means amen because Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. We're also raised from the dead. I, I tell you what, the day I accepted Jesus Christ into my life, my life changed forever. And it still changes to this very day. It don't ever stop. We never get to the point of completion while we're alive. But little by little, we're on this journey and we're seeing things happening. We're seeing God doing things. We're being a part of it, man. When you're a part of it and you see God moving in great ways, you understand the resurrection. A lot of people out there don't believe in the resurrection. A lot of people don't believe Jesus was resurrected. They just believe he was a prophet. A lot of people don't believe in the virgin birth. I've had professors at colleges I went to tell me they didn't believe in the virgin birth. And I said, what? If you don't believe in the virgin birth, throw the Bible away because it ain't doing you any good. Oh, well, that was just the Jews getting one up on another group of people. No, that's the word of God for the people of God. See what I'm saying, church? You got to be in the word to know the word, to understand the word. And that's what it's about in the resurrected body. Once you're resurrected and you come alive, you get a hold of the meat and you start eating it. You hear? The meat is the word of God. And when you start eating that word, when you start putting that word in you, you begin to believe and understand and feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in you, and you begin to see these blessings start to unfold. You begin to see God begin to do things that he's never done in your life, and you know that's God. There's no excuses about that. That's God. And when God begins to do these things in your life, then it begins to pump you up, and you become supernatural. Amen? Jesus was supernatural, and he gave us supernatural powers as well. I believe people can be healed. Miracles, signs, and wonders can be done in Jesus' name. The reason a lot of people aren't healed today is because they really don't believe. It's kind of like these disciples that were going home. They probably packed their tools, and they were upset, and they were hurt, and they were going home. Because Jesus wasn't who he th they thought Jesus was. But you see, we know that he was Jesus, amen? And, and you know, Jesus, he broke it down. He said, and what things he asked about Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed, before God and all the people, the chief priests and, and uh, rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. They crucified him, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to be redeemed. Israel, and what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. Whoo, he starts thinking. Third day you start thinking, amen. If you're dead, you start thinking. He wasn't dead. He wasn't thinking. He was alive and well. You see, he was redeemed. Church, I'm going to tell you something. When you're redeemed, when, it, when, when you're redeemed, and I, and I got it here, I want to share it with you. Uh, because I, I thought it was important. The word redeemed is seven times in the New Testament. It talks about redeemed, but it's a Hebrew word which is often used in the process of paying a ransom or a price to gain the freedom of a slave. 
redeemed. He redeemed you. Amen. He redeemed me. He paid the ultimate price on the cross. You see, these disciples who were supposed to be studied and learned, they should have known the Bible all through the Old Testament. It talks about the Messiah coming. It talks about the Messiah is going to suffer and die. It talks about all this in, in all kinds of scriptures, but they must have not been reading their Bible. And he said to them, how, he called them foolish. How foolish Oh, you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And the beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. He had a seven-mile Bible study. Amen. They were on a seven-mile journey, and Jesus broke it all down for them. He began to quote. I could just hear him quoting the Scriptures in the Old Testament, in Isaiah, and, and, and all the Scriptures about it. Isaiah 53, 3 through 5, it says, And he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Woo! Somebody ought to shout amen. We're healed in Jesus' name by his wounds. Now, I'm going to tell you something, church. This was all prophesied in the Old Testament. If these disciples would have been reading their Bible and understanding, they would have been there waiting on Jesus to return. But you know what? What did he tell them? They, they said, you know, this woman went to the tomb early in the morning and she said that they seen angels and that Jesus appeared. And the men went and looked. See, they still didn't believe the woman. They didn't believe Mary. They were headed home. How many times is it that that Jesus has showed up and spoke to you and you didn't believe it? How many times is it that, that God has sent you on a mission and you didn't go? John invited me to go with him. Man, it killed me not to, to, to turn him down. I wanted to go so bad. You know, the story of the resurrection church is real. Your testimony is real. What God has done for you is real. You know, Tim and Harry right now are given a testimony at another church of where they come from and how God has healed them. I can't tell you how many times I've given my testimony in 26 years of what God has done for me and what God has brought us through and continues to bring us through. Let me tell you something, church. If you're going to work for the Lord, get ready. You're going to have trials and tribulation. You will be persecuted. I believe we're coming into a great time right now. I believe we're coming into such a great time. We're going to start to see a moving of the Holy Spirit that's going to shake people, that's going to get people's attention. Because sometimes you got to see. You see, these two guys were walking with Jesus. Now they started feeling something. As Jesus spoke to them, they started feeling something inside of them. They started realizing this just isn't any ordinary person. Let me tell you what, church. When you get around people who know Jesus, when people who are walking in anointing, you're not just any ordinary person.
You're an anointed, superpower man and woman of God. When Jesus shows up, the hope of the resurrection, if we don't have hope in the resurrection, we don't have nothing. I'm not afraid to die. I don't want to die. I want to see my grandkids grow up and maybe even get to marry some of them. Do the service, amen. I want to see souls saved. I want to see a great revival take place right here in Braxton County. But you see, it won't take place if we don't believe. When Jesus shows up, things begin to happen. When Jesus shows up, people begin to pay attention. There's something about Jesus. And so they said, why don't you abide with us? Stay with us for the night. Because he was going to go on a little further. Have you ever told Jesus, uh, why don't you come and abide with me a little bit, Jesus? Matter of fact, why don't you just stay with me all the time? You see, because that's what we have to do. If you want to walk with Jesus, you got, you got to let him in. You got to abide with him. You got to be in your word. You really want to hear what God's got to say, then listen. Get in your word and, and listen to what God is speaking to you. If you're not in your word, you're not in relationship with God. He's not abiding with you. You're just hoping and praying that God will do something for you. But when you really get into it and understand it, Jesus begins to reveal it to you. He begins to show you things that you've never seen, begins to do things in your life that he's never done. And you know it. So he told them, why don't you stay with us? And this is the cool part we're getting to. It's when Jesus broke the bread. He sat down at the table. And he broke the bread and he prayed. And they knew. They knew. I mean, when he breaks bread with us, we know. When he broke bread with them, it said, poof, he was gone. He was out of there. And they said, I knew there was something there. I knew something was going on. And it was Jesus. You see, when you, when you finally recognize him, Took me 18 years to recognize who Jesus was. You know what? He was with me all the time. He was with me all the time, but I never acknowledged it. He was with those disciples the whole way to Emmaus, walking with them, and they didn't know it until the point he revealed himself. Now, I don't know. Maybe when he was praying and he raised his hands up, they might have seen the nail holes in his hands. Because remember, when he showed up to the disciples, he showed them the nail holes. And he showed him his side. He said, look, look, don't be afraid. Believe. Don't be afraid. Jesus wants to do something in your life, but you've got to let him abide with you. The hope of the resurrection is real. I have eternal life. I've got friends who passed away the past couple of weeks who I know without a doubt are with, heaven, with Jesus in heaven right now. We get this debate going sometimes with people. Sometimes people, some people believe you just... Go into the ground and you're waiting and you're going, to be, you're going to be raptured up into heaven. And I don't believe that. When Jesus was on the cross with the, with the thieves, he said to, to the one thief, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. He didn't say tomorrow or next week or when the rapture happens. He said today. I believe the moment our soul leaves our body, it's going to heaven or it's going to hell. And I thank God I know where I'm going today, man. I thank God I have eternal life. I have resurrection power in my blood because I've accepted Jesus Christ. And I know without a doubt when I shake out of here, it's going to be up. Amen. And that's what you need to know too. 
And if you don't know that, if you've been playing with God, if you haven't recognized how God has worked in your life, you need to pay attention. And you need to say, Lord, I need to get a little bit more serious about, about who I am and what you're doing. I need to start being serious about my life and, and what you've called me to do. I need to recognize that you've got me on a mission. I'm not just here to live. I'm not just here to go to work and come home and go back to work and come home. That's what the government would like to see us do. Just work your life away. That's not what we're called to do. We're called to be in the mission field, sharing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, any way we can. And I'm going to tell you something, church. Sometimes the best way is keeping your mouth shut and just living it the best you can live it. But there's something that has to happen, and it's called L-O-V-E. You got to love people. I love you guys, and when I say that, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I love everybody, even the people who talk bad, the people when I'm on a construction job that takes the Lord's name in vain. That just goes through me. I still love them and pray for them. You see, church, love, if you don't have love, Paul said, you don't have anything. You don't have anything. You know, when the disciples recognized him, they believed. Do you believe today? When Jesus showed up, did you believe and begin to walk with him from that point on? Or are you still trying to figure all this out in your mind? Are you, are you still trying to, you know, just, you know, is it real or is it not real? Is the resurrection real or is it not real? It's real. It's real. It's for you. It's for me. It's for anybody who believes. Church, I believe today more than ever we're getting ready to have a mighty moving of the Holy Spirit. And God wants to use every one of us. And we'll be in positions in places where God's going to say, it's time for you to speak to this person. He's ready. He's ready for Jesus to show up. And that Jesus is you. That Jesus is you. That's when it gets real, church. So the road to Emmaus, the hope of the resurrection, our journey with Jesus. You know, uh, this 50-day this great celebration, I love the stories of Jesus showing up. I love the stories in the Bible where Jesus appeared to people. And I want to ask you something. These people that Jesus appeared to this day, they were just common folks. It was Cleopas. We don't even know the name of the other disciple. And never heard of them again. See, they weren't in the special disciples that had been with him for those years. They were just common folks like me and you. And Jesus showed up to them. And Jesus, Jesus showed them who he was. And what did they do? They got up and they went all the way back seven miles to go back and tell them. You hear what I'm saying? They already started their mission. They already knew. Now, you tell me. You walk seven. Anybody around here walk seven miles a day? You know, I used to do that when I was young, uphill, going to school in the snow. No, I'm just kidding. But if you walk seven miles to get to where you were going, you'd be pretty tired. You wouldn't want to turn around and walk back seven miles, would you? But they were ready to tell somebody. You see, church, when you really have Jesus Christ in your life and you really believe, you want to tell somebody. But as we get ready to close, I got this song. And I'm praying in Jesus' name it's going to play. And there it goes.
I want you just to stand and worship the Lord with this last song. If you want to come to the altar and pray, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you haven't made that true commitment yet, and if you have, you just want to get closer, just come up and pray. If you've got a friend that's struggling, you've got somebody that's in a battle with cancer, come up and pray. Because I'm telling you, when you give it to God, God will take care of it. Amen. Turn that up, J.D. He will make a way for me. and strength for each new day. new day.
the hope of the resurrection. Aren't you glad Jesus was resurrected? Heavenly Father, we love you and we praise you today. We just pray that you would touch each and every person in this place and, and on the airwaves out there that are watching. Lord, that if they don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that they would accept you. And if they do know you, let them cozy up a little closer, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you that you make a way for us no matter where we're at in our life. We could be in the wilderness right now, but the Lord's with you. We, we could be on the mountain and the Lord's with us. But wherever we are, we need to recognize that you're always with us, Lord. You said you'd never leave us or forsake us. And so, Lord, that's, that's my prayer for each and every one here today. Lord, that they would begin to go out and walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit and begin to use their gifts and their graces in this mission field that we have out there to share the good news, the love of Jesus Christ with people who don't know. Because there's people who want to believe but they just haven't seen Jesus yet. You're that Jesus. We are that Jesus going out into the world, sharing the love of Jesus Christ with them. Lord, we just love you today and we thank you. Lord, be with those that are struggling with addictions, with cancer, with war, with sickness, with health, whatever it might be, Lord. And Lord, we pray that we just have enough faith to believe that you can heal all things. Be with that gathering coming up, Lord. May your mighty moving of the Holy Spirit move so powerfully that we'll see a, an outpouring of your Holy Spirit fall on that place and see all kinds of miracles, signs, and wonders done in your name. And forgive us, Lord. We are just sinners saved by grace. We're not perfect in no way. But we're trying our best day by day to make heaven our home. Lead God and direct us. We love you and we praise you and we thank you for all that you do. For it's in your holy in precious name we pray, amen. Amen, God bless you all. Have a wonderful rest of your day and week. Glad you came, brother.